Okay, thanks everybody. Uh, welcome everyone who's decided to join me today for this uh, Inspector Boost webinar. Uh, please note, I'll be sharing some ideas today that I have found that work in my market specifically, um, you know, over the last decade or more of inspecting uh, home and commercial properties. Um, so some of these might work for you, some may not, uh, but hopefully you guys can pick up on a few points. So this is the Marketing Your Commercial Inspection Business webinar, and a big thank you to uh, CCPIA and InterNACHI uh, for allowing us to do this. Again, my name is Stefan Trombley. I'm a certified master inspector. I'm an InterNACHI certified professional inspector, a CAPI registered home inspector and national certificate holder, which is Canadian. Uh, I'm a CCPIA certified commercial property inspector, uh, an ASAC registered environmental site assessor, and the owner of Northern Inspections here in Tecumseh, Ontario, Canada. And I've performed over 1,000 commercial building inspections. Uh, I've inspected many types of properties and some that you might run into in your career, uh, apartment buildings, hotels and motels, car washes, churches, warehouses, manufacturing facilities, retail buildings, office buildings, multifamily conversions, et cetera. Um, so today we're going to go over quite a few topics. Uh, this is going to be about an hour and 40 to hour and 45 minutes with some time left at the end uh, to chat about any questions you might have. Um, so we're also going to kind of gear this towards maybe some of you who have not um, started your journey yet in commercial building inspections, but are sort of on the fence about it. Um, so there's a lot of things before you even begin to, um, you know, before you advertise or market your business, you really need to know what kind of business you're going to be. So uh, topics of discussion are gonna be getting your business ready, defining your service area, preparing to be seen, commercial website tips, commercial logos and marketing material, professionalism, it's the biggest one, number one. Target marketing through social media, which is also a big one. Uh, where not to spend your ad dollars. Pricing commercial inspections, which is gonna be a bit uh, dicey because uh, it's very subjective but I'm gonna give you a few tips if I can that might work in your area. Submitting a professional quote, probably the most important. Uh, utilizing local trades, which is gonna be very beneficial to you in your journey, and some educational resources that you could use uh, before, during your career. The main focus of this webinar will be about the perception of professionalism. Professionalism by the inspector and their business is the most successful form of marketing and advertising. In commercial real estate, clients will have no emotional attachment to the property. Even if a property is in less than desirable condition, their focus will be on revenue. Commercial buyers are businessmen and businesswomen who tend to surround themselves with other professionals. To direct professionals to your services, you must show that you and your business are of the same caliber. So what type of inspection company are you? You have some options here if you haven't already started your journey. Before you can even begin to market your commercial inspection business, you'll need to determine what type of inspection company you are and what role you're going to play in that business. Who can perform a commercial property inspection? Commercial property inspections are unique and covers three basic approaches that the commercial property inspector can take based on the single inspector, which is myself, that's how I run mine, uh, team inspector, so yourself and a, uh, employees that will help you to complete the inspections, uh, and experts or specialty consultants, where you're basically going to bring in HVAC tech, roofing contractor, electrician, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. 
Although it is important to understand the three basic approaches to an inspection, it is of greatest relevance to accept that the lead inspector is basically the inspection project manager. And managing and organizing people to carry out assigned tasks are that person's fundamental responsibilities. There are various individuals that a lead inspector must manage and coordinate with during any given project, including the client, the client's agent or counsel, the building's occupants, the inspection team members, and the other specialty consultants and subcontractors. In general, fulfilling a project management role requires specific personality traits, skills, and training, which often do not come instinctively. It is something that takes effort and practice. Managing a team, <clears throat> excuse me, versus inspecting solo. Some people consider reaching a management role to be the pinnacle of a career because generally the career path started with performing and mastering a skill set, and then it advances to managing and leading a team of people who are performing jobs in the same field or general industry. Particularly for commercial property inspectors, the pathway may look something like the following scenarios. <clears throat> An inspector builds upon his or her existing inspection skills and knowledge of residential and commercial building systems and components. A skilled uh, industrial or construction tradesman builds upon his or her existing inspection skills and knowledge of specific property element. A property manager builds upon his or her existing managerial skills and general knowledge of commercial properties. Or a code compliance inspector builds upon his or her existing inspection skills and general knowledge of building systems and components. Each pathway requires that the individual possess a set of specific personality traits and skills. It is up to the individual to determine their strengths and their weaknesses. <clears throat> After that, look for team members, employees, and specialty consultants to fill in the gaps. Additionally, take the initiative to acquire training in your own of weakness. So let's say you're very good at uh, looking for structure, roofing, HVAC, but you aren't so confident when it comes to commercial or industrial electrical systems, which can be pretty big and scary. Um, it might be to your best interest, maybe the first few inspections that you do, or maybe throughout your career as a commercial inspector, to have a commercial electrician that works with you that can do that component inspection. Another thing to consider is that each pathway provides the individual with unique connections that are useful in getting started in the inspection industry's commercial sector and executing projects. For instance, you may find that your current real estate agent connections will help you build a client base, while your relationships with specialized tradesmen and inspectors will help you build your team of inspectors and specialty consultants. These connections can be a catalyst for landing your first jobs and bringing on your first team members, whether they're inspectors or specialty consultants. Plus, if you have a strong relationship with specialized tradesmen and inspectors, they may cut your reasonable contract rate, which will help you make more profit. Note that many career pathways may lead to a career in commercial property inspections. A background in inspection, property management, and or building systems is actually not required. Let's do a critical thinking exercise. Based on your career pathway, where you started in your career or a past career to get to this point, consider your personality traits, your skills and training to answer the following questions. What are your strengths and weaknesses? Uh, for myself, it's commercial electrical. I, I've learned so much about it, yet it still 
kind of freaks me out sometimes, especially when I get into large manufacturing facilities with, you know, hundreds of disconnects and sub panels and electrical for uh, specific equipment that they're using. Um, it's, it's kind of a bit of a nightmare sometimes. Um, so I know that that is my weakness. Uh, my strengths are roofing, HVAC, structure, moisture, things like that. Um, so based on your strengths and weaknesses, are there certain people you should regularly have on your team? Like I would have an electrician. Based on your current connections, uh, are there specific individuals who you should reach out to help build your client base? So if you're a home inspector and you have a lot of residential uh, real estate agents in one office that use you and support your business and, and refer you quite often, do they have a different section of their uh, office that has a lot of very reputable commercial real estate agents? So that's how you can sort of build on the two. Based on your existing relationships or specific individuals who you should reach out to in order to fulfill a position on your team of inspectors or especially consultants as well. A management role can be an exciting and rewarding experience, but it requires essential traits for success. Consider the following characteristics when weighing whether heading a commercial property inspection team is right for you versus being solo. Note that having all of these characteristics or missing some does not necessarily dictate success or mean that you won't rise to meet them when the time comes. These traits include initiative. Being a commercial property inspector requires strong ambition to acquire clients effectively, bring on team members and execute the jobs. It means that you have the ability to assess and initiate tasks independently. It also means that you're always alert to the status of your projects and ready to act and take charge when need be. Reliability, that's a big one. Uh, it means that you're trustworthy and you consistently do good work. Being reliable builds credibility and is vital to maintaining relationships that you depend on for success. The bottom line is to keep your commitments. Failure to pay a contract electrician on time can leave a lasting impression. And failure to complete a job on time can damage the good reputation that took you years to build. Attention to detail. Your inspectors, of course, we all know this one. Your attention to detail is apparent in the proposals and reports you send out as part of your commercial property inspection business. Part of this equation is your knack for hiring solid team members and paying close attention to their quality of work, including their individual reports. It also includes portions of the inspection that you perform yourself, if you will be doing it. A thirst for knowledge. Everybody's got a thirst for knowledge. Understanding the basics of building systems and inspection procedures is only a part of what you need to know. Commercial properties are diverse and building construction is ever evolving. It's in your best interest to find ways to stay up to date on building trends or have people on your team who do and to expand your knowledge of different types of buildings, industries, and features in your service area for the sake of being able to take on a variety of projects and being a knowledgeable point of contact for your client. Don't be that guy. Ability to get along with others. The ability to successfully deal with a variety of people may be the most important trait of all, especially when managing a team. For instance, according to Dale Carnegie, author of the famous How to Win Friends and Influence People, Financial success is 15% due to professional knowledge and 85% due to be able to express ideas, be a leader, and arouse enthusiasm in other people. 
All of these essential traits are relevant for anyone performing commercial property inspections, including whether you're starting your business, leading a commercial division, or heading up a specific team with an existing company. These traits are also necessary to graduate from a team member role to a management role. Finding your service area. <clears throat> Before you can actually start to advertise your services, you have to know where you're going to offer your services. Your service area comes into play in many aspects of your business, from marketing and advertising to pricing and fees. Service area parameters differ significantly by specific locations in the country, as well as an individual business based on your preferred distance of travel, desire to be busy with commercial projects, uh, existing inspection capabilities, and team member connections. If you're willing to drive three hours from your hometown to do a commercial building, but your roofer and HVAC contractor, if you have a team or not, then you need to shrink your service area or find somebody in those areas that are reliable and dependable to help you with that inspection. When researching your service area, consider the geographic areas that will land you the most commercial property inspection jobs, including subregions, satellite cities, and metro areas. If you're in a rural area, it may be best to include the nearest city where business parks and retail districts are located. Note, if you live, or sorry, note that if your existing businesses service area excludes or borders a metro and urban area, consider extending it. A commercial property inspector, uh, as a commercial and property inspector, you may command higher fees than your current offerings, making the travel distance worthwhile. Ultimately, your service area should be defined as an area of success for making a profit. That's why we're doing it, right? Some more critical thinking. I know this gets you guys excited. So critical thinking exercise. For the following exercise, um, create a list in an Excel file or another application that can be easily saved and used for reference. Using a map of your area, List the specific locations that will land you the most commercial property inspection jobs. Note relevant districts and neighborhoods. For example, Denver, Colorado has several regions, including uh, Lodu, Capitol Hill, Uptown, Highland Heights, Cherry Creek, and more. Next to each location on your list, note the mileage you will be required to travel to and from your office or general starting vicinity. Properties located in your service area. Venturing into the inspection industry's commercial sector can be overwhelming, but proper planning and research can make for a relatively smooth transition. The first step is to research the most common types of commercial properties found in your service area and surrounding areas. In my area, it's apartment buildings, multifamily, and generally warehouses. Keep in mind what would be feasible for you to start off inspecting and what scope of service or type of property you would like to work towards. So if you want to start at just some multifamilies, maybe five or six units uh, residential, but you really want to work your way up to manufacturing facilities or industrial, you know, that's what you're going to do. While researching commercial properties, pay close attention to the real estate firms, real estate agents, property management companies, and other major players that would be great points of contacts for drumming up business. It may behoove you to take notes about what each company or individual specializes in. Conducting such research provides you with a basic understanding of the commercial real estate dynamics unique to your service area. 
It also helps you identify opportunities, develop business strategies, and be ready to take on jobs for various clients, buildings, and regions. Common types of commercial properties in your service area. There are a few easy ways to research the common types of commercial properties in your service area. First, conduct a general Google search. That's pretty easy. Search for commercial real estate agencies, property management companies, and buildings that are for sale and lease. Similarly, perform a search on leapnet.com, which is zillow.com or CRE in the US and Canada. When reviewing the different listings, pay close attention to the repeated property types. Uh, for example, retail, pad sites, office, industrial, et cetera, uh, in their specific locations. Also, pay close attention to the details provided about each property, square footage, the listing agent is very important, zoning, building use, occupancy. Last item is especially useful uh, when pricing your job. During your research, you may decide to set up alerts on Google and LoopNet uh, for new CRE listings, plus businesses that are moving, closing, or hosting a grand opening. Such alerts will help you monitor current and future trends in your market. This is also worthwhile because many of these properties will require an inspection as part of a pending real estate transaction uh, or for developing a preventative maintenance plan. There he is, George W. So be like George, go drive around. If you don't wanna just sit in front of a computer and do this, get in your truck, drive around your area, go through the city, see what's around. So another way to identify the common properties in your service area is to simply drive around. Observe your defined service area uh, in any bordering districts and neighborhoods. Last, since banks and the government can be a type of commercial client, try researching online auctions for foreclosed or seized properties. There are various websites, including government agencies that host and list these properties. Regardless, a Google search should provide you with sufficient information. Major commercial real estate players in your service area. Since property listings typically have a listing agent linked to a firm, you may have already identified the major CRE players in your service area when researching different types of properties. However, a general Google or LoopNet search will provide you with a good idea. If you expand upon an existing business or in general have a background tied to the real estate industry, your connections may be put to good use now. Depending on your relationships with the individuals or companies, you could talk with them directly about the commercial real estate market, or they can put you in touch with someone else. Such connections may also come in handy when you start marketing and advertising your new services. For example, as a home inspector, you can inform your residential real estate connections of your latest offerings to drum up business. I think most of us do that. That firm can either start using you for their commercial property inspections or pass along your contact information to someone you can. Consider distributing CCPIA's Commercial Property Inspector Marketing Set to prospective clients. Look over there. Another method to identify potential commercial clients is to consider the unique types of local communities or districts in your area. For example, College Town might be more likely to have many prospective clients that are investors and property managers. And that's true around here. We have quite a large university. As you can see from the photo on the right side of your screen, this is our college area. Um, college towns are ideal for investing in income generating properties such as multifamily units and apartment complexes geared towards student housing and restaurants and other various businesses. Even HOA communities are likely to have property management companies as prospective clients. Both scenarios provide a good chance for repeat business, including people who are buying, selling, and leasing properties, 
uh, and those needing annual maintenance inspections, as well as assistance with project oversight. Competition. Regularly, regularly performing research on your competitors will provide insight into their strategy in the inspection industry's commercial sector. You may find engineers and architects specializing in commercial property inspections, while you may find home inspectors who are merely dabbling in commercial inspections. Some projects that require hiring other inspectors and subcontractors to complete a large job on time, in which case other inspectors may not always be your competition. So if you can make friends with some of your other local inspectors, this might be very useful to you. You may wanna take advantage of their ancillary services as well, such as blower door tests or infrared scanning if you don't do IR. Knowing your competition will provide you with insight into how to differentiate your business from theirs and who to call if you need subcontracted help. Critical thinking exercise. Based on the research to be conducted above, answer the following questions. Number one, what are the most common types of commercial properties found in your service area that you are ready to inspect? What are the types of properties for which you'll need to hire specialty consultants or other subcontractors? What the types of properties you are going to work towards to be able to tackle? Who are the major commercial real estate players in your service area? Is there an overlap between your current connections? What are some distinguishing characteristics and qualifications of you and your business that will make you stand out from the competition? So these are all things that you need to kind of put together before you can even start to call yourself a commercial inspection provider. The key to getting started in the commercial sector of the inspection industry is conducting research. Gaining insight into your service area is especially useful for your business plan, such as where you would like to focus your marketing efforts. It is also useful in gaining clientele. If you're a trained and informed candidate for a particular job, people may naturally want to hire you over your competition. Preparing your commercial inspection business to be seen by the public. So now you're ready to move forward. Before you jump in your truck and get into your first commercial building inspection, you'll need a starting point for creating your business. Separating your commercial business from your home inspection business, if you have one, is an important decision. This is huge. The first step of marketing a new service offered by your business is typically adding it to an existing website. Two common mistakes that home inspectors and property management companies make when adding commercial property inspections to their existing websites include only adding a bullet point, small paragraph, or picture indicating that they offer commercial property inspections and or only adding a separate commercial property inspection services page with minimal content Both of these mistakes inadvertently advertise commercial property inspections as a trivial or subordinate service that business may only occasionally offer, which isn't likely to gain confidence of prospective commercial clientele. Especially in the case of adding commercial services to a website that advertises residential inspection services, the commercial services should be advertised with the same emphasis as the residential services. So consider this. Uh, if one of your inspection clients takes you to court, would your first choice for legal counsel be an attorney who advertises primarily divorce and family law? Of course not. You're going to search for the lawyer who specializes in the type of representation you need in order to be assured that you're getting the experience you want or the expertise you want. 
Thus, an existing residential inspection website requires quite a bit of revamping to add commercial property inspection services in order to appeal to the specific clientele you're after. For this reason, many inspectors choose to separate their commercial services from their residential services altogether by building a separate website or through CCPIA, a free commercial property inspection website. It is not robust, but enough to get you started uh, or aid in building your online presence. So here's an example of the one that CCPA did for me um, before I created my new website. So this took five minutes to create. I just gave them the information. Uh, you know, CCPA uh, staff took care of the rest for me. And I'll be honest with you, um, when typing in some, you know, a phrase in Google like commercial building inspector in Windsor, Ontario, Canada. Um, about five days after this was designed, it was already on the first page and inching close to my website that, you know, for residential that also mentioned commercial, um, you know, it, it, it almost surpassed it within a week. So uh, if you haven't done this already, please do so. And that's the sound of my three dogs, if you're wondering what that record is. So on the page, it obviously goes on the about, your services, um, right here. They did this whole write-up for me, which is great. Northern Inspections has experience inspecting many types of commercial properties and specializes in comprehensive and detailed inspections with over 400 items examined. Uh, Northern Inspections has a team of qualified consultants that often uncover deficiencies related to deferred maintenance, end-of-life service, poor workmanship, thus ensuring clients make secure investments in business decisions. Um, and it kind of goes on there and then a nice little checklist of the types of properties and services that we do offer. Uh, of course, at the very bottom, always, and I'm sure if you've ever taken an InterNACHI course or, or had Nick or Nico, uh, make a comment. The biggest is on everything for your business. Make sure you have your name, address, and phone number, uh, and then any relevant links, your email, your website. So how to add commercial property inspections to your existing website, if that's what you choose to do. For the best results and highest traffic, create a separate web page dedicated to commercial property inspections and add plenty of information about it to your homepage, i.e. text, images, and videos. The goal is to establish commercial property inspections as a primary service, not a subordinate service. Another common mistake people make is simply adding commercial property inspections to existing headers and uh, text without adding any additional information. This may undermine your commercial business in two ways. It still does not give your commercial clientele the confidence they need to hire you because commercial property inspections appear to be squeezed in as an afterthought. And it hinders your SEO efforts because the way the search engines skip over stop words. Here are some additional tips to keep in mind when making changes to your website yourself or when discussing changes with Separate your commercial services and your residential services on the homepage. For example, have one section about home inspections and include sufficient verbiage and relevant image uh, of a house. Then below that, um, add a commercial property inspection section, include the same amount of verbiage and a relevant image of a typical commercial structure that you inspect in your service area. Spotlight the separate commercial property inspection services page. Make sure it's easily findable in the main menu. Don't hide this page in the services tab along with mold testing, radon testing, WDO inspections, et cetera. 
Instead, utilize a tab just for your commercial property inspection services. And if applicable, add any commercial subservices in a drop-down menu in that tab, even if they link to another page on your website um, that's for residential. Provide ample information on the separate commercial property inspection services page. This page can look incomplete if you upload only one picture uh, and a few sentences about your commercial property inspection services, which ultimately gives the impression that you're new to the commercial sector, um, which we don't want, obviously. Add your CCPA logo if you're a member, along with information about the international standards of practice for inspecting commercial properties or COMSOP that uh, you follow, as well as any other relevant information. So really utilize the space that you have on that page to put as much information as possible. Um, that obviously if you were the client looking for an inspector, you know, you would have questions and you want your website to answer most, if not all of these questions beforehand. Incorporate two different call to action buttons throughout your website, including on your homepage or about page uh, and your separate commercial services page. One button should be for your home inspection services, schedule a home inspection. One button should be for your commercial property inspection services, schedule a commercial property inspection. Even if both buttons link to the same page for your contact information. Add your qualifications for performing commercial property inspections to your about page. This is frequently uh, overlooked by the inspector when they revamp their website to add new services. So be sure to add your relevant qualifications that are specific to performing commercial property inspections. For example, in addition to your general background, state that you are a member of CCPIA and have attended hands-on training. And so I've got here the CCPIA logo, my CMI logo, and of course my certificate of membership with CCPIA. The bottom line, Adding commercial property inspections to your existing home inspection company website requires quite a bit of time and money for restructuring, which is why some inspectors choose to take advantage of creating their free commercial uh, property inspection website through CCPIA to get started. However, it's still important for inspectors to build a brand with consistent marketing material, website, business cards, and print material. Keep in mind that the main goal of adding commercial property inspection services to your existing home inspection website is to make it appear as a primary service, which should give your prospective commercial clientele more confidence about hiring you. Your business can go from receiving a handful of calls each year from people wondering if you perform commercial property inspections to receiving more calls from people who specifically want to order a commercial property inspection. Convert those calls by having a website that stakes a claim in commercial property inspection market. So here's my website. Um, so right here you see you know, the logos front and center, my contact phone number is right there. Um, you know, professional commercial property inspector in my area. It's that kind of boom, right in your face as soon as they load up that page. A little bit of the about us, you know, we didn't go too crazy on that uh, enough that someone's actually going to read it. If you have three pages on your about, nobody's going to read it. So most people are going to scan if they see what they like, if there's relevant information, uh, if you can answer some of their questions within, you know, a minute, chances are they're going to call you and, and ask you maybe a little bit to expand on some of that information. Once you have them in a conversation and they can know what you're talking about, um, that they can feel a bit of trust between the two of you. Typically that's gonna to lead to them saying, okay, well, can you send me a quote? 
obviously move along from there. Um, CCPIA has these great little things that they've, uh, they've made available to members. Um, I have them right up on my website. You can use it in social media marketing. You can use it wherever you want, but these are kind of loaded, ready to go. And they alone, these images, answer a lot of questions from your potential future clients. So of course you wanna go over what you actually do, right? So multifamily apartments, commercial industrial, uh, commercial industrial infrared thermal imaging, if you can offer that service. Uh, put your logos up there, right? If you've got specialized training and certification, show it off. Let people know that you're not just some hack, you're, you know, you're a very trained professional, certified and sure. Of course, it's always nice to have some real reviews from past clients right on your website, and then those will link off to your Google page or whatever you want to use on the visor, whatever the case may be. Uh, what I actually did, and I like this, is instead of just kind of explaining what type of properties I inspect, I downloaded about my last 50 commercial inspections uh, and created a gallery right on my website where potential clients can actually see what we inspect. They might find uh, many of the properties they never even considered would be inspected by a commercial building inspector. So this is a great way to kind of show off the work you've already done. Of course, once again, P, name, address, phone number, and relevant contact information. What if I wanna rebrand my home inspection business primarily for commercial building inspections? And this is what I did in the last year. Uh, I have the residential market in my area, I feel. I do a lot of residential inspections. I don't feel like I need to constantly advertise that I do home inspections. Everybody knows that I do home inspections. Everybody knows that my business offers home inspections. We've got signs up on lawns for pre-listing everywhere. We're just kind of all over the place. And that was through over a decade of really hard pounding the pavement, getting our name out there, just being out there. So there is brand recognition already with my company with home inspections. But I want more commercial. And I like commercial. And it would be amazing if I could kind of stretch out into providing mainly commercial, but unfortunately, because of the market in our area, homes are really my bread and butter. Um, but I do want people to see that we do commercial. And what I did was I flipped the switch. I started marketing myself, instead of as a home inspector that does commercial buildings, I am a commercial building inspector that also does home inspections. So that kind of worked for me. And I find that a lot of clients that are looking to get a home inspection um, naturally see more trust in the inspector that does commercial because if I'm inspecting uh, a 12-story office building, surely I can do a pretty decent job on their two-bedroom, one-bathroom bungalow. So already you're kind of showing your professionalism before they even start looking into you. For the love of God, ditch the, day, the old lame logo. I'm so sick of seeing home inspectors with this stupid picture off of Google for like my entire career I've seen this. And the Comic Sans Joe's Home Inspection Services. If there is a Joe's Home Inspection Services, it's a coincidence, it has nothing to do with you. Uh, but this is just my version of just right away I look at it and go, you are not professional. You are doing this for beer money uh, and I wouldn't pay you a dime to come inspect my doghouse, basically. A little harsh, but that's kind of the way I feel. Um, so 
why? Well, why, why invest in your logo, right? Simple. Commercial investors have a lot of money. They work with other investors and business owners who have a lot of money, who live, eat, and breathe business. If they're on the hunt for a professional building inspector in your town or city, they'll want to work with someone who appears to have the same business savvy and work ethic as they do. Also, unlike residential home buyers, commercial investors want you to find problems. This is important. And this is what I've learned over the years. So take it, <clears throat> excuse me, with a grain of salt. A commercial inspection is an investment in renegotiating 10 times or more the cost of an inspection. Repeat that in your head, let it marinate. This is the thought process with investors, at least in my market. And the way that the game is kind of played is, let's say you have a building that's worth $2.5 million that you want to buy, but you don't want to pay $2.5 million. There's also a lineup of other investors that are very interested in this property. What you do is you basically go in, you offer either the 2.5 or 2.6 to sweeten the deal. Tell them you want 90 days to get all your stuff together, your inspection, your appraisal, environmental site assessment, financing, whatever the case may be. You know right away you're not paying that price. But what you are doing is you are getting yourself through the door and you're closing the door behind you to everybody else that building. So once you're in, now you have to find ways to renegotiate that without kind of uh, calling out stupid things. We're talking about major, major items. So investors want an inspector that's going to be diligent, thorough, and professional. Your report will be used to negotiate the price of the building if there are issues with the roof, HVAC system, electrical, plumbing, or structure. Let's say you go in there, you charged 4,500 bucks for the inspection. Uh, and this happened to me recently. The listing said newer roof, okay? I expect to get up and see a newer roof. What I see is absolute garbage. That roof had to be 25 years old. Now the building was built in the 60s. So technically it's a newer roof, uh, but not by much. So right away, I contact my roofing guy, do a little FaceTime with him for a minute and try to get a quote together uh, in my mind. So based on his quote, which for that property was about $85,000, um, that was going to be renegotiated in the cost, either to replace the roof or to get the price off. Right away, doesn't matter what anybody decided to do. If the roof got replaced, that just made my client money, right? My my inspection fee is now a moot point. It's gone. It's paid for itself plus some. And that's really what investors want, want you to do. Um, if they took the price off, same scenario, right? So you will be you know, utilized as a negotiating tool. And, and when it comes with commercial investors, everything comes down to dollars. And not even condition, it just comes down to dollars. Um, your business's appearance must not only give confidence to your client, but during the renegotiations, the seller and their agent as well. Because when the listing agent and their client get this you know, uh, uh, report that says that the roof is terrible and it needs all this, first thing they're gonna do is see if you're credible. Is this just an opinion or is this, uh, is this guy for real? So they're gonna look you up and they're going to go you, over you with a fine tooth comb to see if you are legitimate and you are 
a professional in your field. And if you can convince them of that, the negotiation will move forward. If you have a really crappy website and not a lot of information about your certifications, chances are they're going to say no to that renegotiation and your client's gonna be pretty upset. So fact, a logo that looks like it was made on Microsoft Paint in 1997 is not professional. To work with famous players, you need to look like you belong in the big leagues. I would recommend that you hire a professional logo designer because your logo is your business's identity. This is not an area to leave to amateurs or a task that should be done on your own. Trying to save money by creating your own logo, using free logo services online, or creating a basic insignia will cost you money, obviously in business that you don't receive. Pay a professional graphic designer who specializes in your related industry to create a relevant and memorable logo for your business. Your clients will be businessmen and women. Show them that you're the real deal and make a positive first impression. Earn respect from your client as a business owner before you can impress them as an inspector. So InterNACHI has uh, their marketing services, which are fantastic. Uh, when I decided to flip the switch on my business, uh, I went to the marketing service department and it was easy and the results were phenomenal in my opinion. So here's just you know, some of the logos that they do. Uh, they've got that up on their site at marketing.nachi.org slash logos. If you see one that you really like, um, they can create sort of your version of that as well. Here's my logo. So I went from primarily home inspections to really trying to push commercial. This commercial had always kind of been almost like an ancillary service for a decade. Um, but I decided in this past year, it's time to move forward. So they redid my logo. And the one thing I love about this is anybody can look at this logo and know what I do and know what the business does. Biggest one, it says inspections. So you know I'm an inspector. Second part is the commercial building. So if you can put two and two together, right off the bat, you already know what is the service that I offer. It was very, very simple. The initial startup survey takes about five minutes. You're just going to go through a list of things, what colors you like, what style you like, uh, things such as that. Um, your graphic designer will email you several variations of that logo based on the survey you just did. And we had Levi do this, and he was awesome. Um, freely communicate back and forth until you are satisfied. We must have done 50 emails trying to get this logo to where it was, mostly because I kept fighting it. So take constructive criticism from your logo designer. That's a big one. When I look at what he, I guess, didn't really want to create for me, but sent it to me to prove a point compared to this one, he was right all along. He was right. You were correct. So take that. Um, my logo design was completed after about two days of correspondence, which was awesome. So not only did I get the logo done, but I decided I'm going to get all my marketing materials. So once Levi was done with our logo, um, then I was contacted by Ian for the marketing materials. So this is the front of my business card, right? Just simple, sleek, to the point. And on the rear, just like everybody else, my contact information, my certifications, my number, and then of course the area that I serve. I also decided to get the uh, trifold flyers, which are awesome. So basically what this is, is your website 
on paper. It has all of the relevant information uh, for, I use this for both residential and commercial. So we've got a whole section about commercial, all the certifications, the logos, some customer conveniences, um, of course, mining information, that beautiful logo. And then on the back end of it, it uh, just talks about the inspection, uh, talks about the types of inspections that we offer. And of course, you always want to have real uh, former clients with great reviews. So this is awesome. And the print quality is fantastic, um, better than anything I could have gotten around here. So another great thing, this is my work truck. Uh, once all the logos were done and everything, I went to my local guy here to letter up my truck. So it was very simple. I basically gave him Ian's email address and I let them correspond. So Ian actually worked with my local guy to get the proper uh, logo files, uh, and quality and everything. And they worked together and this is what came from it, which is, again, it's a, it's a repeat from my website, from my business card, from my trifold, everything in one. So we're building brand and everything is brand. T-shirts. Brandon with that logo, jacket, Brandon with that logo. We even have little stickers that went through commercial inspections. I'll put that little sticker on a, uh, an electric vehicle. Everything has this logo on it, creating the brand. For the inspect, even residential, this will have, uh, this logo will be on the sign in the front. Another cool story. So a local, uh, a local business magazine approached me and said, hey, uh, do you want to do an ad? And I had done this before in the past. So I said, sure, let's do it. And he said, okay, well, it has to be this size and, and this you know, DPI and all this other stuff. And I said, okay, well, I don't want to do that. So um, I kind of went back to my old emails and I contacted Ian and I said, hey, Ian, I loved what you did with the marketing stuff. Can you do this for me and I'll pay you? And he wrote me back immediately and said, Stefan, you don't have to pay me. Anything you want from this point forward is free. If you want a print ad logo or an ad, I will create it for you. If you want something for your social media, I will create it for you. Um, just tell me what you need and I'll make it. And I was totally blown away. I was, I was ready to pay for this. So about half hour later, this shows up in my inbox and says, what do you think? Well, I love it. It looks fantastic. It's, uh, you know, it's got everything we need. You don't want to overload any type of ad with too much information, but you want to give enough information to pique someone's interest and then the relevant information to direct them to more relevant information. So I kind of took this and use it for other things. So instead of you know, just using it for that ad, I'm using it in other aspects as well. So I took this picture of my truck with the buying commercial property, took this uh, ad on the bottom and kind of whipped it together on my phone uh, while I was waiting for another inspection. And then I simply uploaded it to various social media. As you see here, so this is my Northern Inspections business page. That one came up, it looked great. Uh, and then I used this one as well. So, you know, it's, I'm definitely getting, you know, I got it for free, bang for my buck through this. And there's the print ad in the business magazine. And it looks great, actually it's even better in person, more vibrant. So we need to create online interest because everybody's online. That's where everybody lives these days. So we need to get you online and people to notice you. So if you're not computer savvy or don't really know how or care about the online social media game, you can hire a professional to take care of the marketing. 
Inspector Media is a fantastic resource for inspectors that don't know how to uh, or simply don't have spare time to keep up with it all. Inspector Media can create social media accounts for you, maintain them, add daily or weekly content, create ads for posts, create custom videos, and more. They are unique because they only service home commercial building inspectors. And you can check them out at inspectormedia.com. There's their website there. Okay, I'm going to talk about vehicles. We have to talk about vehicles. What does your inspection vehicle say about your business? You might not have ever thought of this, but this is key. So let's say you've booked an inspection. You've got a really good price, right? The client agreed to it, signed off on everything. Show up, there's your client, maybe a business partner, uh, maybe a lender sometimes, insurance person, appraiser, real estate agents, all these people are there and you roll up and you roll up in this super sweet 2000 Ford Ranger with no lettering on it, no nothing. This is what your client might be thinking watching you pull up. First thing I'm going to think is it's a small truck. It doesn't hold large ladders. Maybe the inspector won't be able to do a comprehensive inspection. Sounds right. It's an old truck. Maybe the inspector isn't really established or maybe they just don't invest their own business. Uh, they don't see any logos or lettering. So maybe the inspector isn't full-time. He just does this on the side or it's a, a weekend gig or something. Um, maybe they're not even a licensed legitimate business. So all these things start to roll up. Just think about it yourself. You called a plumber and a plumber showed up in a, a station wagon with a, you know, a plastic Walmart tote full of tools. You're going to start to wonder who the heck did I just hire to do this very important job for so let's go take a look at my truck. I'm not, you know, I'm not showboating, but I am a little bit. Now I roll up in this. This is what my client might be thinking. The truck is large enough to accommodate large ladders and equipment if needed during the inspection, which means I can prepare it. The inspector operates a full-time business. Of course, these aren't magnets or stickers. This is on the truck 24-7 because my business is operating 24-7. The inspector is doing well financially. Now, this is interpreted as being busy or being desired in your field. The inspector's business has overhead costs. This is important because you don't want basically to show up in that white Ford Ranger wearing jeans and a t-shirt. Um, it shows that you don't really have overhead. So if you don't have overhead, are we just paying you to just give us an opinion? Are you even a business, right? So when you can justify uh, overhead costs into your price, it's less likely that your client's gonna try to renegotiate the price of the inspection. So this mindset shows that you are a business and that your fees are justified. It shows a client that they are not just paying a lot of money for an opinion. They're paying a legitimate company for, their, for the services of a professional inspection. Perception is everything in this business. Here's a tip. Items to have available in your truck at all inspections, since we're on the topic of trucks. Um, and I learned this kind of the hard way, which is a little embarrassing. Uh, other than your typical arsenal of tools and equipment to uh, be able to perform your inspection, your ladders, your camera, IR cam, screwdriver, meter, socket sensors, etc. Keep in mind that some commercial and industrial properties will have active manufacturing during your inspection business will be running. Because of this, 
you'll be required to comply with the company's health and safety policies, which typically require that you wear safety shoes, steel toe, approved safety glasses that wrap around the sides. It's most manufacturing facilities require that. Hearing protection, if needed. Reflective vest, if they don't have one to offer you. Uh, and sometimes even a hard hat. So I always have this stuff kind of bundled up and tucked behind my backseat. I don't often need it. But if somebody says, hey, you need to have this equipment and I'm already there, I can just run the truck and come back. Uh, the one time that I didn't was pretty embarrassing. I actually had to reschedule an inspection and then run to the store that night and buy it. And, you know, it kind of deflates you when you come back to do the inspection. Being a professional in your field means that you're always prepared to perform your job to the highest standards of health and safety. So we're gonna talk about these specialty folders for marketing to agents and professionals, which CCPA has available to members. Um, and they're, they're awesome. They're, they're simple, uh, they're very effective, um, especially with the older uh, buyers and older agents who they don't wanna see everything digital, they wanna feel it, they wanna hold it in their hands, they wanna bring it back to their office, they wanna sit on their desk, they wanna go through it. So uh, my recommendation is to get CCPA's Commercial Property Inspector Marketing Set, which includes 25 folders, which you can actually have branded for your own business, or you can just buy the plain ones. Um, 25 what to expect flyers, 25 about our procedure flyers, 25 types of properties we inspect flyers, and 25 how to prepare for a commercial property inspection flyers. Um, as taught in CCPA's commercial property inspection class, commercial property inspectors need printed marketing materials that are more substantial than just a rack card. Uh, it must be something designed to court business professionals in large firms, agencies, and investors with extensive portfolios, something weighty, organized, and polished. There it is. So in the middle, you see the actual folder, which again, you can have the marketing team design uh, something with your branding on that. And then it has the flyers here. And these are really great flyers, and we'll talk about uh, one-page flyers uh, bit so just something nice it's appealing it's eye-catching um, and they're actually not very expensive but it shows again that your business you have material you don't just have a website and text messages and that's it you're investing in your business your business person so how to use it use this marketing set for advertising your commercial property inspection services to prospective clients and distribute them at networking events and any other in-person opportunities. If you already work with a real estate professional, give them a folder to inform them that you've added commercial inspections to existing residential inspection services. The prospect may take you up on your new service or you know, someone else who may be interested. You can also use the set for presentations to onboard specialty consultants and clients or for filing essential paperwork and inspection reports if somebody wants what to include in your folder. In this folder, you can include your business card uh, and any other marketing materials you have and a copy of the ComSoft, give it a little bit of weight. Uh, you may also consider including your CV, sample report, or a list of your past commercial projects. It's a good idea to always keep a set on hand, either in your inspection vehicle or office to pass along to potential clients and specialty consultants. Know the major commercial real estate players in your area so you can pass along your promotion materials if you have a reference. 
So these are the free marketing one sheets, which are really cool for commercial inspection services. Use CCPA's free marketing one sheets to sell your service to prospective clients. There are 10 different <clears throat> marketing one sheets for different services. Each of them comes in three different styles and formats, including a ready to print PDF and two editable and customizable Word docs. Customizable versions are templates for you to add your logo, business information, plus you can tailor the text for specific recipients and add photos from actual inspections. Note, some of the free marketing one sheets contain general information for prospective clients, including what to expect and how to prepare sheets, while others are focused on the different types of commercial buildings that members typically inspect. There are a number of ways that inspectors can use these one sheets to market to prospective clients, including marketing folders, just like the folder we were talking about. Put together a marketing folder to advertise your services to prospective clients and distribute them at networking events and any other in-person opportunities. If you already work with a real estate professional, give them a folder to inform them that you've added commercial inspections to your services. In this folder, you can include basic items like your business cards, marketing material, how to become so on and so forth. Email. Send an email with a marketing one sheet as a PDF attachment to your existing real estate connections, informing them that you now offer commercial inspections. If you have an existing mailing list, use that. Now, note, inspectors should be careful when sending unsolicited emails, especially to realtors. They get these all the time. And I'm sure established home inspectors will get them all too. Now, be sure that your recipients have opted in to receive marketing and announcement type emails from you. Otherwise, your email will be sorted as spam and be delivered to the recipient's junk email folder, even when you're communicating with existing clients about the current problem. You don't want that. You could also use the one sheets to distinguish yourself as a professional with clients who have already hired you. Include a specific building type one sheet, such as the how to prepare or the what to expect, when also sending the following documents, a request for persons with knowledge form, the pre-inspection questionnaire, uh, accessibility pre-inspection questionnaire, and the inspection proposal. Note, if much of your process is done via software, take the time to customize the documents to your liking and upload them into your platform so that they're ready to go. Snail mail, you just get snail mail all the time. Uh, realtors love snail mail lately, but uh, this is more costly, but depending on your market, it might be worth it. You could send these to real estate firms and also include them with other documents, including triple net lease sample letter, sheet for lessees. Uh, notice of inspection letter to building occupants included in sheets for how to prepare and what to inspect. So the benefits of using the commercial inspection one sheet. In short, since the one sheets provide the basics about commercial inspection services, incorporating them into your marketing strategy and regular communication with existing clients will communicate to your client that you perform your inspections using the standard. Help manage their expectations about the inspection and, most importantly, uh, limit reliability. Additionally, the easiest way to get repeat business is by providing a positive client experience, and the one sheet will help you do just that by keeping communication clear and organized. Even if just one of these one sheets is passed along to someone buying, selling, or even planning in the future, it can result in Now, you must be a member of CCPIA to utilize these one sheets. So to get started, <clears throat> log into ccpia.org and read the one sheets available and develop a plan.
If you're going to use a customizable one sheets, have a ping, your logo, ready, uh, and any inspection photos that you can easily plug in. Then convert the Word doc to a PDF, and you'll be ready to email it or print it and add it to your folder or snail mail if you want to bring it up. It has part of your marketing campaign. So here are some examples of the one sheet. So here's the how to prepare. And this is, uh, again, if you're a member of CCPIA, this is it's right off the website. This is the just about what's covered in the inspections for commercial properties. Uh, Multi-unit residential inspection that you do if you have apartments or co-ops or student housing. This one will work great for you. Office real estate inspection, what, what's covered in that as well. Retail, especially real estate. We do a lot of these around here, I find car washes, restaurants, uh, a lot of churches, um, schools, libraries, amusement centers, gas stations, I don't know too many gas stations. Okay, preparing to impress, <clears throat> excuse me. So now you've got your sweet logo, you've got a killer website, you've got some amazing marketing material. Now we have to talk about a tire. I know if anybody here has ever been uh, or gone through the InterNACHI initial courses, you've seen this but it does very much transcend into commercial, maybe even more so than residential. So how should a professional commercial building inspector address for the job? Should an inspector be judged by what he or she does? Perhaps not, but the reality is that proper attire is an important part of an inspector's success. Again, it's all about perception. An inspector's core product is him or herself, and the product should be packaged professionally. Here's some tips for inspectors. Never arrive to an inspection in dirty clothes. It's fine for clothes to get dirty during the inspection because your clients expect this to happen, especially if you're an industrial. Uh, consider keeping a pair of coveralls or a Tyvek suit. It will keep your clothing from getting dirty while you fall through attics and crawl spaces. <clears throat> if you have more than one inspection scheduled for the day, consider bringing a change of clothing or at least what I do, a fresh shirt. Dress appropriately for the type of property. Inspecting a horse farm may require boots, a dentist's office may require shoe covers. Dress for the climate. Cargo shorts, modest length with plenty of pockets, are fine in southern and beach areas, but are often not adequate for the work of Packies or jeans can both be appropriate depending on the climate. Tank tops and sleeveless tees are never appropriate to wear for inspection. T-shirts are generally not recommended unless you sport an inspection-related logo or your inspection company's name. T-shirts that have sports team logos or political or pop culture references or images are never appropriate. Such images, uh, sorry, such messages and images can passively offend clients, and they simply look like a professional job. Full shirts and collared work shirts are fine, especially if they sport your logo or Internachi, CPI, CCPIA, or CMI logos. A suit or dress skirt is not appropriate for anybody, as it implies that you are not dressed to inspect. A rare exception is for leaders in multi inspection teams. So if you're not actually doing the inspection, but you're basically managing or supervising, sure, or something. Scary. 
If you want to dress up a bit for the consultation portion of your inspection, that's fine, but be prepared for a quick change in case part of that appointment includes actually inspecting. It is acceptable for inspection clothes to be loose fitting. Inspections require a great deal of reaching, climbing, and crawling, activities that will be made more difficult by tight or restricted clothing. Shoes should be laced up and rugged. Lace up shoes or boots, uh, laced up shoes or boots, ensure that your feet will not slip out of your shoes. Inspectors should be prepared for dirty and strenuous job. It's not just walk down, but work clothes. In warmer climates or on summer days, you can wear clean tennis shoes or work shoes. Open toed sandals are not appropriate, obviously, even in summer and in beach towns. Female inspectors should not, of course, wear shoes with heels. In the last two months, I have watched five female realtors fail on ice wearing heels. So, female inspectors out there, please know what to wear. Wear good shoes. Neither gender should be sporting flashy or excessive jewelry. It looks unprofessional in terms of the work you need to perform, and it could pose a safety hazard, such as a wristwatch or bracelet earrings or necklace that isn't tucked inside your shirt, all of which can get caught on something while you're inspecting. Bring an extra pair of shoes, we've all been here. Boots or work shoes can be swapped for a clean pair of slippers or sneakers before entering the open areas. Never track mud, roofing tire, or at drop-ins uh, into a home or business. Also, some customs actually require that you bring your shoes or hat. So, in summary, commercial building inspectors should carefully consider how they are perceived by the clients. Clothing and hygiene can create impressions that are as valuable to a few business as the quality of the inspection itself. Remember, don't get a second chance to make a good first impression. So, the first guy on the left is uh, having a beer, looks like at Chernobyl. That's not how we want to dress. That's a little too excessive. Uh, our friend here with the beard looks more like a realtor. We don't want to dress like a realtor sell. Now, the third one is a no, but I've been into some pretty dicey multifamily where this might have been an appropriate suit to wear. Uh, but of course, our buddy Ben from Detroit here. So basically what you want to wear, clean, shaved besides the goatee. He's wearing a polo shirt. He's got the Internachi logo. You can swap that out with your business logo. Um, and, you know, still somewhat formal, but you're ready to move around inspection. Now we're going to go on to target marketing through social media. Just like home inspections, most of your future business is going to come from realtors, lenders, insurance agents, and past client referrals. The first step to letting the right people know that you're in business and that you're offering commercial inspections is to be seen. They can't find you if you're not able to be seen. Social media is a huge tool for inspectors to not only stay in touch with past clients and realtor associates, but to create new connections with people who are likely to send you business. There are a few simple methods to utilize social media help. This is what I did when I started in commercial. Uh, just follow on this because it works. So create a new personal Facebook account. So you probably already have a Facebook account. Uh, you've got your friends, your family, pictures of your kids, whatever food you eat, you know, stuff like that. You can keep that, but we want to create another one. Not the business page yet, but a personal Facebook account, but it's only going to be for business and inspection-related topics. 
So if your name is Bill and you've got a personal page, that's okay. That's Bill's personal family Facebook page. But now we want Bill to have the Bill Facebook page, the building inspector. See what I mean? So create a new account in your name and load your page with commercial inspection photos, your logo, pictures of marketing material, picture of your new truck, etc. Go back through your old personal account and re-add any connections you've made before from realtors, mortgage lenders, insurance brokers, and agents. Because this is strictly going to be your business, personal business account. So try not to add your family and friends to this one. In the Facebook search bar, try to find the personal accounts, so where you can send friend requests, um, of leading commercial real estate agents in your area, as well as the surrounding cities um, within your defined area that you've created. And just send them a friend request. Don't send them a PM or badger them every day. Those people I block almost immediately. <clears throat> just send a simple request. Also very important, make sure that your account uh, privacy is set to public so that anybody can see this account. Now, go back through your inspection reports and attempt to find a request past clients, especially if they were happy clients. They sent you a great review. Now you want to friend them because they're friending Bill, the inspector, not Bill, the dad, father of three, you know, whose parents are having an anniversary next week. So go back through the inspection reports, attempt to find a request past clients. Even if the client is for residential, they may know someone looking to buy investment properties. Try to add as many relevant people that you can to ensure that the content you post in the future is hitting the target audience that you want. It may take weeks or months to see your connections grow. Do not be discouraged. So now you're going to create a Facebook business page where people can like your page. Um, if you already have one for your home inspection business, then you're good. We're already way ahead of schedule there. If you don't, make one. Fill it in with the same content as your personal business page um, that just got created. Go back to all your new friends from your, your previous page on your personal business account and share the business page and request that they like it or join. Again, it can take a while to see your likes go up if you're patient. So the goal of this really is to establish that the personal Facebook page is all about the inspector. The business page is all about the business. And we want those two to feed off of each other instead of just kind of mashing them into one giant confusing thing. So separate and share content. On your personal business account, share articles, stories, and helpful links and ask that they hashtag share. On your business page, share photos of inspections you have performed, buildings you've inspected that day, CCPIA marketing material, pictures of yourself in action, and then share what you posted on the business page to your personal inspector page. This will directly link your new contacts with your business page content and double your exposure. Here's something you might not know. Um, Facebook owns Instagram. So create an Instagram account. You can link your new Instagram account to your Facebook business page. And every time you post on Facebook, it will duplicate that post and publish it on Instagram at the same time, which is really cool. It takes away some of the work for you. Instagram is extremely favored by younger agents and younger investors. I don't think I have an agent or an investor under 30 that really uses Facebook. To them, it's the typical people who 
photography, Stacy, and touch grandma. Um, they all use Instagram. So if you already have the Facebook business page and it's going to automatically put it to Instagram, you are broadening your reach for uh, future contacts and future business. So here's some examples from mine. Uh, post pictures of your latest commercial building inspection or, uh, the day of. So you can see how all three of these are now working together. So the original one is uh, sort of in the, the middle here, um, which is this stunning commercial building looking hard and hair was now pre-inspected. It was actually pre-inspection for this new agent. And that building is absolutely stunning. Very, very beautiful building on 1912. So I posted that picture on my business account, which then automatically right posted the exact same one on my Instagram page but then I went back from my personal page and I shared the post from the original so now I have three points making contact and spreading out that information and what this is going to do it's going to help show people that yeah we do commercial buildings but not just office buildings or you know a church or anything we do old structures we do multi-use this is commercial on the bottom, residential on the top. So you're just kind of letting everybody know this is what we do. If you do this enough, you start to, you know, to build a fan base uh, based on this. And you start to notice that your likes and your shares go up over time. So here's some other posts that I do. And again, you can see that I, I post it on the business account and then I share it on my inspector personal page. So commercial building I did just not that long ago. Another building I did, beginning of the month, uh, more commercial buildings. And what I'll do is these things will come up as uh, memories down the road next year at the same time every year. So this one here is February 1st, 2017. So if I haven't done a commercial building in the last few days, but I still want to keep my page relevant, uh, I'll just go back and share the memory, right? So people can go, oh yeah, that's right. He does do manufacturing work. Yeah, he does do uh, an 1800s beautiful church. Right? So that one's from 2018. So the more you post, the more uh, people engage, and the more that people engage by just likes or making a comment, whatever the case is, will actually keep you on their news feed more often. So you might post to 300 people, but it only went on 15 people's news feed. That's not good. You need people to engage because the more they engage, the more Facebook uh, wants to show them the content that they're interested in. Some other things that you can post, just post interesting finds to showcase your inspections. Here's one, you know, live wires laying on a soaking wet floor. What could possibly go wrong? It's reactions and smiles and laughs and comments and, and whatnot. And for any of those who are wondering, that is not water on the floor. There is a broken sewer main uh, about five feet from that location. Some of the fun parts of this job. Um, I thought this was pretty interesting, the one in the middle. If you've never seen UFI installation before, go. Uh, the story on that was a guy bought the property, which was built in 1920, decided to gut the whole house, found Ufi, knob and tube, galvanized pipes, and put it back in the market. He was not prepared for it. So we went in and did a pre-offer inspection. I pointed out that it was Ufi uh, formaldehyde foam insulation, uh, which we also found in the attic, sprouting up uh, you know, in the cavities. And uh, from that point, basically done. Uh, other cool things. People love infrared. They just think it's the coolest thing in the world. So, so why? And I'm sure most of you do as well. And the is awesome. So we were doing a warehouse here uh, and there was a drip on the floor. 
So of course the owner of the building said, I don't know, that's, that's just uh, condensation from the, uh, the RTU on the roof. It's not, you know, it's not that, it's not the roof. What well, was the roof? Because immediately I took out the infrared and see all the water um, basically seeping in from around the unit. So posting uh, stuff like this, again, you're not showboating your equipment. You're showing that you as the inspector have the, the knowledge and the technology to find these major issues. Um, because after that inspection, the seller actually hired a roofing company to do quite a few surgical repairs in that area, which obviously saved our client. Also do some cool stuff, like yes, again, infrared, I love one. Uh, electric coil heaters in the ceilings in this property, not efficient, but incredibly cool looking. And that got a lot of likes and a lot of comments. And uh, people were, who have never seen this before, um, were just kind of flabbergasted, why would they put electric heat in the ceiling? It's just 60s around here. And of course, your kind of funny pictures, the stuff that you'd see and go, why the hell would somebody put a bathroom fan two and a half inches from the shower? So some of this stuff, again, you get a lot of shares, you get a lot of likes. Once your page sort of builds relevance, be with, uh, with an audience, it's more of your posts going to show up over time. Um, so showcase your accomplishments too. Uh, if you've won an award, post a picture of it. If you've finished a course, post it. If you've received a great review, post it. You see on the left, I got this email. Um, you know, there's a website here in uh, Canada called trustedpros.ca. Um, and it's kind of like a Google, it's kind of like a home advisor, um, but it, you know, they're, they're really good at vetting like, fake reviews, which is why I like kind of directing people there. So for seven years in a row, um, we got the best of trusted pros for home inspectors in our area. So I wanted everybody to know that, right? This is showboating. Um, but showcasing your accomplishments online shows everyone in your circle that you're always striving to be the best in your field and that you are receiving accolades for your hard work. You're not just telling them that you're doing great, you can prove that you're doing great. Posting recent training and certification accomplishments shows that even though you are busy, you always have time to learn more about your field and that hiring you as an inspector brings knowledge and experience. Here's some more. So there's another review on the left, which is great, five-star review. There's uh, my ugly mug uh, on the local news. And of course, they mispronounced my name, which is sort of a common occurrence. You think having a French name in Canada wouldn't do that, but they, they do, definitely. Of course, the number one rule of posting content on social media is proof me pictures. Everybody loves a picture from a roof. So there's one I did uh, back in February with quite a bit of snow. And uh, that one's actually a pretty cool picture. It should be the older side of uh, our downtown core. Uh, again, my big ugly mug here on top of this commercial warehouse, uh, which they actually built um, solar panels. So their whole roof was solar panels, which is kind of cool with the county. And the other one is beautiful, 1907 uh, building in our downtown core. They're right up on the roof. And you can see a cool view of Sunset and Detroit, Michigan, right across the river from us. So those always seem to get um, Uh, another thing you can do is have Inspector Media create a custom branding video for social media. I think I've, with you. I think I've already purchased all of them. Um, but specifically, there is one for CCPIA members. It's 50 bucks. You send them a logo. Uh, it's Eric Grimico. We'll whip this thing together, send it back to me, and 
starting to submit website, on your social media, any platform that you want. Excellent. These videos are visually appealing, educational, and informational. Post when we post these often. Uh, so if you want to look at what videos you can get through Inspector Media, it's right on their, on their website at inspectormedia.com under the products heading. This is a big one. Three things to never talk about on social media. And these were great rules that I learned very early on in my career when social media was just kind of starting to go wild and crazy. Three things not to talk about religion, politics, and competition. Okay? And of course, I put down the bottom there don't feed the trolls. If somebody's having an online argument, any one of these topics, move on. Scroll along, go outside. Go play with the dog, go hug your wife, but don't be trolls because you will be sucked into a rabbit hole that you will not be able to escape. As a business owner, you must always walk a fine, straight path in the eye of the public. In a world where online posting and simple screenshots can prevent bad pre art from simply going away, it should always be in the mind of the inspector to emanate a perception of being all inclusive to everyone. Even if you're not, that's going to be your persona as a businessman. You know, some people have um, like the Stefan that's your, your husband, your dad, your buddy, your brother, and then there's business Stefan, the inspector. Okay, so sometimes you have to separate yourself between two people, and that's okay, right? Because you can still have all of your other convictions, <clears throat> but you're not going to get persecuted more in the public's eye. So this does not mean that you cannot be faithful, have a strong political view, or that you must love every inspector in your market. What it does mean is that someone with different views on religion or politics may assume that by you promoting one, that you're also dismissing others or theirs. Many of my commercial clients come from different places all over the world and practice different religions. Uh, or they might be a staunch atheist, which they'll just tell you that. Uh, as a business owner, do not want to exclude anyone from using your services for any reason. As for the third, and I've always been a victim of this, right? Blasting your competitors or making public posts to defame or discredit other inspectors is not just an absolute poor taste, but it can make you a bitter, desperate childish. This can easily make your phone stop ringing fast when I've seen it. In some instances, it can cause a letter from the lawyer to show up on the doorstep. Let's just keep our things to ourselves. Um, Facebook groups, join them. There's so many out there, and I've done a ton of business in these, uh, especially investor groups. They're all over. Their members consist of new and successful real estate investors who are looking to ask questions, give answers, and share contacts. Join as many groups as you can that are in your local city. Uh, for example, for me, the Toronto. Real estate investors group, or the Ontario real estate investor, et cetera. Or there's Chicago real estate investors, Los Angeles, wherever you want to be, wherever you are. Um, just find out where the people that are buying in your city are coming from. Be active. When someone has a question pertaining to an issue of rental, property or post a photo from MLS listing with a question, answer as many as you can. 
let members of the group know that you're an inspector and what city you're in and when you answer that question. Offer one-on-one -on -one phone, phone consultations with members of the group that have done this before. It's amazing how just talking with somebody for even 30 minutes at 8 o'clock at night over a cup of coffee creates sort of a business bond. Even though you've never met and they haven't purchased anything in your city or not clients or anything like that, but they've established trust. They've asked you questions and you've answered the questions. Sometimes the questions kind of go this way and that way, but you kind of keep everybody on track and you answer your questions and you show them that you have the knowledge to do the job that they need you. I've got a lot of work so be uh, available. That's huge. When the poster requests recommendations for tradesmen in your city, prefer a good one that you know and trust. Do this often, as having good trade contacts is a very valuable asset to have investors. So I don't know about your market, but here, for the last two years, investors have all done this thing called the fur strategy, where they basically buy it. Renovate it, they rent it, refinance it, pull the equity that they put into it during the renovation, and they'll increase the rent significant value to the property in the eyes of the bank. Then they'll take that equity out and actually use that money as a down payment to purchase another property and start that process again. It's actually a very smart way to do it. But if they're buying a property in your city and they live five hours away, they don't know when good contractors, they don't roofers, anything like that. Um, so if you have great contacts to share with them, do so. That makes you an asset to them. When they're ready to purchase more, they probably call you. Investor group meetings. Of course, because of COVID, there's not a lot of these going on, but I have found in the past that these do work because this is exactly Many local investor groups hold monthly or quarterly meetings. These investors will pay a sizable amount of money to attend these events. Offer to give 30 to 45 minutes to the meeting to talk about common deficiencies found during commercial and multifamily properties. And if you know, uh, the average cost of repairs. Most of this time will actually be spent answering questions from the group. Everybody has questions about everything in any scenario. So just be ready to answer those as best as you You'll typically be asked to provide merch, which is okay for the event in the form of pens, lanyards, keychains, etc. Just make sure uh, that all the merch has your logo and contact information. This is a great way to show your knowledge and services and gain trust with the exact market you need to reach. Where not to spend your money? Bench ads. Don't do it. I did it. It was stupid. It was a waste of money. And I learned, and new realtors don't. Don't take this too hard. The only people who look at bench ads are realtors and typically will only look at the one they currently sell. This is fact. This is not a new group. This is fact. They don't know it. Radio and TV ads. Radio and TV advertising is extremely expensive uh, and it's best used to reach a large audience in a very wide demographic. Commercial building inspections are a very specific service and typically for an audience. Facebook ad campaigns. I have pissed away an incredible amount of money on Facebook ad campaigns for residential and commercial. Received about that much back from it, except for a bunch of trolls and stupid comments. Uh, much the same as radio and 
unique, these ads are best used when trying to connect to a very wide demographic and audience. In my example, it's the squatty potty. So if you don't know what a squatty potty is, this is what it is. Everybody could use a squatty potty. Not everybody can use a commercial building inspection. I don't like this ad. So I feel like that answer is going how to price your inspection. I know this is a big one and this is very subjective. So don't take this as a step-by-step -step guide. This is what works for me. In my city, commercial buildings rarely hit the $2 million price tag. Um, I know a lot of cities where commercial inspectors are charging $15,000 for an inspection and you're getting it and that's awesome. Kudos to them, I'm extremely jealous. But those buildings are eight, nine million. So it just doesn't work in some areas where others do. You should never really knock a commercial inspector on what they're valuing their time. Their market is going to allow. Uh, if I charge $15,000 for a commercial inspection, I would other than commercial inspection business. Other guys might be able to charge 15 on the first try. It's awesome. So you really have to look at what your market can allow for. And this is going to come within trial and error. Sometimes when you think that you price something really fair, it turns out that you turn your call to email and all of a sudden another inspector knows that they did it. So um, the goal isn't to push the envelope. You want to work. Sometimes you will even take a little bit less on a job just to secure the job, knowing full well that that potential client is going to be buying. So, Sometimes it's just a numbers game and some personal preference. But there is no standard formula to A lot of new commercial inspectors can be found on forums or Facebook groups asking how to price an inspection. Please know that an inspector that lives 15 hours outside of your market is not going to be a big comparison. That is a fact. Um, so I'm going to do just some numbers real quick. Yeah. Could be high, could be low for your area. I'm just going to kind of keep it at the lower end just to make it. For a 20,000 square foot warehouse with a small front office, you see this all the time. One region may win a bid for $4,500, which is great because the majority, 98% of that building, is just a giant roof. structure, roof, HVAC, electrical, cement floor. That's it. That's, good. That's a good payday. For the same building inspector in another market might only get $1,600. But again, the majority of that building is. Wide open space, overhead doors, electrical, some HVAC. You know, you, there's no way that you can spend more than a few hours there. So even 1,600 bucks, that's a that's a pretty good day. I mean, at that point, maybe the other guy's up in like uh, cosmetic surgeon pay, or the other one's like referral doctor pay. It's pretty pretty darn good pay either way. And the potential for additional business possibly from that. The best way to price your inspections is to design a formula that works for you personally and what is obtainable in your specific market. There are three methods that most CCPI inspectors would utilize to price a job. There could be more, which is, again, these are just examples to kind of get The first one is cost per square foot. This is a method best used in a large warehouse or industrial spaces where there, there's not really any definition, you know, a warehouse and an office. It could be two-level office, a mezzanine that overlooks the factory floor, outbuildings, this and that. You might want to just simplify it by going to the total uh, square foot rule. 
So let's say, and again, give you low price for everybody else. This isn't my price. This is just an example. So uh, the question period. So for example, a 20 square foot, uh, 20,000 square foot building. And let's say you charge nine cents a square foot. It's 1800 bucks. That's pretty good. Again, wide open space. Pretty, pretty well for that day's pay. Um, another method, which I actually learned not too long ago from another commercial inspector on uh, Facebook, which I thought was pretty interesting. Time on site, not hourly, but going by the day or half day. So some inspectors will set a specific dollar value on half and full days, so four hours or eight hours for on site time, and multiply that by how many inspectors are actually there doing the job. So for example, two inspectors, uh, are doing a half day, four hour day, and the company's charging $800 per inspector for that four hours. So that's good money. So the, the price becomes $1,600 for that inspection. The third one is job specific pricing. And this one's, this one's tough, but if you can figure out where it's worth it to you, which will take time because you will do this formula and then you'll do an inspection and go, I didn't get paid enough for that, that sucked. So you're gonna adjust down the road. You're gonna find your niche and typically apply that to most jobs. Job specific pricing. Apartment buildings are a simple way to create a formula that can be used over and over again. For example, your base fee is 950 plus $100 per unit for the one bedroom uh, for 20 unit building, it's 29.50. Or you might say all in costs at 145 per unit, that's 20. Whichever method to price the job that you acquire over your career, there are a few tips to ensure that you will be satisfied with your pay. Number one, never quote over the phone or by text message. You uh, always ask the potential client to text or email you their contact information, the property address, and the time in which the inspection wants to be done by next Thursday. You need to know that information. Always look up the property before submitting a quote. Don't just go by their information because most of the information is completely inaccurate. If the property is being sold off market and there's an MLS listing or photos to look at, uh, ask the buyer for information sheets about the property, including maintenance, recent repairs, work to be completed before closing. Uh, use Google or Apple Street Media, which Apple Street Media is looking amazing these days, very rich and quality uh, photos from Street View. Google Earth, which here hasn't been updated yet, but I can't wait to do because I quite often to ensure you have an idea of the size of the building. Never be afraid to change your pricing strategy based on the condition of the building, the age of the neighborhood in which it sits, or the amount of travel involved. So if it's an apartment building and you know it's going to be in a bad neighborhood, it's going to heat up, or it's most likely going to have asbestos and all those other things. And never be afraid to say no. I recently turned down an 18-unit apartment building. The buyer was struggling to get the inspection set up because of squatters living in the basement who had also been cutting cobbles and breaking windows. Sounds great, doesn't it? I ended up sending a professional email about no longer having interest in the inspection due to health and safety concerns. This is probably the most important, submitting a professional quote. I have found over the years that the quote email can make or break your proposal more so than the actual price of the inspection. Here's a recent example of where the cost was second to the actual proposal. I quoted a small two-story two commercial office located about 10 minutes from my home. 
building was in good shape for its age, which is about 100 years. Um, and the current tenant uh, in one of the units, there's four, was under contract to purchase the building and the adjacent land. I was one of three companies to submit a quote in scope of work. My price was the highest of the three, and I was chosen to inspect the property. So why did the client pick me? In a conversation after the inspection, that's what he told me. My quote that I emailed outlined the entire scope of the inspection. It was professionally written. We received the quote within an hour of our initial contact. It included details pertaining to the report and the time frame. And I was the only one to include a picture of my certificate of insurance and my CCPA certificate of payment. First quote he received was 700 bucks. He deleted that immediately. He says basically a home inspector was trying to do this building. There's no confidence based on that price. Second quote he received was for 1500 bucks, but sounds like a good price, but there's no scope of work, no insurance, no CCPA cert attached. So the report itself is pretty um, my quote was $2,350, which was totally fair for me, not a good place, very close to home, on the slab, uh, and the current owner was a, uh, an engineer who bought a brand new building. So this was not going to be a difficult inspection. Um, but because of my proposal, I was booked higher. So that one worked very well. And why? Because the client saw the value uh, for even accepting the price for the job. So obviously that means that Get confidence that you get a professional inspection report that I thorough and then I would have attention uh, to detail. So if you can exude that in your proposal, that's going to be sort of a precursor for your client to the type of product you're going to receive once the inspection is done. Okay. Once the inspector establishes a fee for his or her services, he or she needs to present it to their client for approval and acceptance. Unlike a residential inspection, where the inspector typically uh, discusses the fee and schedules, uh, schedules of inspection during the initial conversation, in most cases, the fee for a commercial property inspection should be formally proposed during a follow-up call to the proposal or both. Um, here, I, we don't do a lot of the phone calls, but you can, uh, or they might request it to do so. The proposal process is important because the commercial inspector may be dealing with an executive or officer of a company or with an agent who is part of a large firm. These types of clients are accustomed to a formal process and fielding service proposal needs. What is the written proposal? The written proposal is separate from the inspection agreement. The goal of the written proposal is to establish expectations for the inspection and showcase the inspection company's value, which is the price. While the goal of the inspection agreement is protection from liability. Basically, a written proposal is a value proposition. Consider the basic definition of value, which is, in this situation, is a fair exchange of services for money. Clients want the greatest value of services for their dollar. Keep this in mind. It's what you need to convey in your written proposal. So not only here's the price, it's here's what you're going to get the challenge of establishing a fee and creating a proposal is the blame of the job, plus making a profit. There are untrained inspectors and property management companies dabbling in the commercial real estate market, and their prices may be this. So again, you might be the highest price, but you can show the value in that price. 
On other occasions, the client may be keener to call upon their trades and electrician, owner, HVAC consultant, et cetera, to perform an informal walkthrough with their formally specialized tradesmen. If you choose to be aggressive in the commercial property inspection market, your company should have policies and procedures in place for quoting jobs to ensure professionalism, including conveying the reasons that the prospective client should hire you. This is why many projects should not be immediately put over the phone, but followed up with formal There is quite a bit of homework that you need to do ahead of time. Great things that can expect in the Just get to know the property, understand the property, and put dollar value in your time. That's basically where it starts. Based on the inspector's ingenuity, a written proposal is a way to differentiate oneself and competitively bid project, projects, especially if the particular client is accustomed to the proposal-driven selection process. The best method for quoting a commercial property inspection depends on a number of variables, including your company policy. Every commercial property inspection company should have formal policies and procedures in place for quoting including a protocol for when to quote with a written proposal versus sold over the phone, which in trouble, required by the client. In some cases, prospective clients like REITs or those part of a large commercial real estate firm may need a written proposal as part of their contracting process. So commercial property inspectors should be prepared. Just have a template and leave the blanks for the address and basic Large-scale projects, sizable commercial real estate is oftentimes better written proposal for organizational purposes and to ensure effective communication of service, details, and associated fees. Clients new to the inspection process, but there are a few things. It may be beneficial to provide clients who are new to the inspection process or even all first-time clients with a written proposal to ensure that your services and fees are clearly explained, disputes are less likely to arise this way. Number five, competitively bid jobs. If a commercial property inspector is competing with another inspector for a job, a written proposal, as we talked about, may help convey that the inspector's company is the best bang for its buck. The proposal is basically the value proposition. Differentiate yourself. Commercial property inspectors may distinguish themselves from others dabbling in the CRE market by Holding a job with a proposal, especially if the inspector suspects the prospective client is accustomed to quoting proposals. But these are general notes. Inspectors may choose to quote every job with a written proposal, then follow up with a phone call to review it with the prospective client. While some inspectors may choose to quote the service over the phone and follow up with both a written proposal and an inspection. Some may choose to quote the majority uh, of individual commercial suites or residential properties converted into commercial space solely over the phone and follow up with an inspection agreement. Policies and procedures will vary by company. The chosen method for quoting a commercial property inspection will likely evolve as clients are retained and inspectors gain experience with different types of commercial buildings and their team, especially consultants.
setting up your email quote proposal. Very simple. Open up with the type of property and the address. Add any price. Uh, let them know the standard to which the inspection will be adhered to. Add a list of the components to be inspected. All inspections are insured and guaranteed. I always add that because I do guarantee my inspections that any are insured. So Contact me. Have an end um, Report turnaround time. That's important because they might be in a timeline. It might have taken the last three guys ahead of you way too long to get their stuff together. And typically, as the inspector, you're the last one in before the, the date is uh, date arrives where everything has to be done. So if you take a week. They might not have a week. They might only have a few days. So uh, definitely add your reports around to them. Ours is 24 hours. Uh, definitely include the payment options and terms and the dates and times you have next week. So here's an example of mine. So mine reads out like this Your certified building condition assessment and comprehensive inspection report for the property located at 1234 Wyandotte Street in Windsor, Ontario. It's 350 plus HST, which is the harmonized sales tax that we have at 13%. The inspection adheres to current CCPIA and STM standards for professional building condition assessments. Your report will include an in-depth, in-depth, and comprehensive inspection with photo documentation of all accessible areas, roofing material and structural condition, exterior and site condition, including construction, parking, lighting, and drainage, applicable, HVAC systems, electrical mains, panels, circuits, plumbing mains and fixtures, interiors, including re, uh, conditional report for all units, common areas in each accessible area throughout the building, infrared thermal imaging for foundation and interior moisture infiltration, low-grade moisture readings, foundation, branding and structure, overhead doors and docks, environmental survey. Now, this survey, uh, we'll, we will let them know if we have any visible mold, any identification of possible asbestos, uh, unsafe fuel and waste storage, et cetera. But we let them know it's not an environmental site assessment. They most likely already have that. Handicap accessibility throughout the building, documentation of all fire protection and life safety equipment. Uh, of course, we'd like to let them know that it's actually Average insurance requirements. So if they have not uh, to plumbing, anything like that, that might affect them on the side of the insurance, we let them know as well. Ages of components and their expected lifespans. And that's not what I'm expecting your lifespan or I'm not saying this is gonna last another five years. I'm saying this is how old it is. And this is the typical lifespan according to the manufacturer. We could be well below that, we could be way over it. Um, but I will not say oh, this roof will last two more years or this uh, RTU will last five more years. Uh, that's not our job. We can't speculate that. Anything can break here at the time. So we don't say that. Just Mr. Um, Khan, I'm so sorry for interrupting. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that we're at the 10 minute mark. Um, and then we have some, uh, I don't know, in and out with your mic. So if you could check that really quick. Sure. Um, so if you want to finish this thought and then we just jump to some questions, sure, that would be great. Okay. Absolutely. 
Okay, can you hear me now? Yes, better, yes. Okay, perfect. Okay. Okay, so as we're going through that for the proposal, um, of course, the biggest thing is going to be to actually add your certificate of insurance, which you can easily get from any insurance provider. Um, we simply contacted our insurance agent and they sent us one. We cropped it. We added it to the email. And of course, when you get your proposal, you make the money. So that's really the most important part. Um, so if you guys have any questions based on this information, I'd be more than happy to, uh, to accommodate for that. It says, you do home, home inspections and commercial inspections. Should you have a separate website for each? I yeah. think you mentioned it, right? Yeah, and that's what I did. So I have my, my, uh, my website for home inspections and then I completely revamped and added the second one. So as soon as you go to my residential site and you click on commercial inspections on the sidebar, it'll automatically take you straight to the new website, which is strictly for commercial. Thank you. Uh, next question is, what inspection software do you use? I use TapInspect. Um, I really like TapInspect. I've been using them since 2013. Uh, and it's funny because they did a big update a few years ago where they actually took all the templates that I made and added them as part of the software, which I'm, I'm totally okay with uh, for multifamily and everything. It, it's, it's just very simple um, to manipulate, to add things into it. Um, you know, it, it's just... It, you don't have to be really technologically savvy to figure it out. And the end product reports are beautiful. Um, they're very simple. Photos are all crisp uh, and it has a great layout. I've gotten a lot of compliments, but tap inspect is, is in my opinion, the best for what I do. Um, not super flashy, but very professional. Uh, and it's about 60 bucks a month uh, for unlimited reports and all of that gets shared on or saved on their server. So I have access to those for I think seven years. Awesome. Um, do you use ISN for scheduling? If you do, uh, do you use different accounts to keep them, um, oh, or keep them on the same account as residential appointments? I don't use ISN. I've heard a lot of great things about it. Um, I'm old school. When people call, I write it down on a pad in my truck, and then I transfer that in, into the tap inspect software. Um, which then puts it up on my schedule for me and it's ready to go. But I will probably eventually look into ISN because a lot of inspectors are uh, saying it's pretty amazing. Okay, next one says, do you have different insurance for commercial inspections? My insurance is sort of like all encompassing. And, and again, it kind of depends on where you're from. Um, so when I was just residential, I had my, you know, and my general liability. And once I started offering uh, commercial, um, I had to go back to my, uh, my insurance uh, agent who then had to do another request and they sort of merged the policies together into one. And uh, so the, basically the agreement that we made with the insurance company is that I'm fully covered for everything, residential, commercial, limited scope, whatever I want to do. Uh, the only thing I don't offer anymore is, uh, you know, mold, any of that stuff. So it's basically if it's commercial or residential, full inspection or partial inspection, I'm covered. And that's, uh, that's sort of the agreement that was made through the insurance company years ago. What standards do you follow? Well, I would recommend, uh, you know, the CCPIA standards, which is, 
you know, makes the most sense. It, it covers everything that you need. Um, I did find that there are several banks, uh, lenders in my province that they requested ASTM standards. So I had to purchase the ASTM standards and I actually have a different template uh, that I created in tap and spec that covers all of the ASTM, the latest standards to make sure that I have all of that covered within the inspection report. So the CCPA template and then the ASTM. In our initial contact, uh, when a client calls me, I will specifically ask them, what standard does your lender require this be in? And, uh, and they typically already know or they'll get back to me. And most of the major banks have said ASTM. For the Typical investor that's just looking to buy a multifamily or uh, you know, a small retail space, they don't care. They just wanna know what's wrong with the building and uh, they want a good, nice detailed report. So we'll usually do the CCPA standards on that one for them. So you have to kind of work with what the request is really. Okay, one more. We um, This one was when you were talking about the presentations. Uh, do presentations work from for agent offices via Zoom, such as safety on inspection side for agents? Um, I'll be honest, I have never been in a real estate office in 12 years, never been in once, tried once, got blocked by the gatekeeper. So uh, I just stopped trying. So, you know, I've been offered over the years, they say, well, you wanna come and buy us all breakfast and tell us about your business. I already been established at that point and I just wasn't down for buying everybody breakfast for no reason. So, so I've never really done the presentation in the real estate office. Once you become established, even as a home inspector, you should already have contacts um, that can either send you commercial jobs or sort of be your catalyst to, to promote to uh, commercial real estate agents in their office. And you can simply ask them, hey, I know so-and-so works out of your office. They've got, you know, three buildings up for sale right now. And do they have any buyers that need inspection? And then that's when you take your folder with all your information through CCPIA or your marketing material um, from, uh, from InterNACHI and you let them pass that along. Um, so, you know, I would say your best bet is to try to market to agents you already know um, without going into the office. Uh, but if you want to do a presentation, if you want to do something that's more, uh, you know, in, in the face of, of your clientele, the, uh, the investor meetings are the best because that's every person in that room will need you at some point. That is your exact target market. Now, because of COVID, obviously we're online here. We're not all together in a room uh, having a beer or anything like that. A lot of these investor meetings are going through Zoom. So you can still offer to present and say, hey, can I take 30 minutes and talk? And again, a lot of it's just going to be an overflow of kind of the same questions about you know, how much does this cost or, you know, what's the most common thing in this neighborhood that you find that's a big problem, you know, water issues, sewer issues. So, um, you know, try to make yourself available to those people. Uh, don't just be a referral, be a direct connection to the person that could potentially bring you business for many years to come. Okay, and really quick for this one, and I guess this one is going to depend on where you're located, but if you can quickly touch on what you did. Um, is there a different certification or license needed for commercial inspections? Not in our area. Our province, uh, there's really, there's no um, government standards, which, you know, can be good and bad because sometimes when a government creates a standard, they create the lowest standard possible. 
um, which means guys that are doing above and beyond will lower themselves sometimes to that standard. Just think of you know, minimum code. It's uh, we don't have that here. So uh, anybody just like a home inspector can say, yeah, I'm a commercial building inspector, but I found that most won't. Most home inspectors are terrified of commercial buildings. Um, they don't wanna deal with them. They're very comfortable doing uh, home inspections. They know them well, they're comfortable. Uh, they don't wanna buy additional equipment or they don't wanna to have to go in through factories and things like that that they're not familiar with. Um, so, you know, we don't really see a lot of guys trying to get into commercial and those that do take appropriate training. Uh, it's almost impossible to get insurance around here for commercial buildings with no qualifications. An insurance company will look at you as a liability and deny you. So if your area has state requirements, then definitely look into that. Uh, if they don't, my advice is just to learn as much as you can. Join CCPIA. If you're not an InterNACHI member, join InterNACHI. Take as many courses as you can because a lot of those residential courses overlap into the commercial sector. Um, just be knowledgeable, watch videos, do everything you can, build your resume and have that to give to your insurance company to get the best coverage possible. But as for your area, that's something that maybe you're gonna have to ask some local guys about.